right, football fans, we are back for week two of the NFL season here with the Fantasy Hour on Tap crew. As always, I'll be your host tonight, Premier Amp. You can follow me at Premier Amp over on Twitter. You can also go over to our Twitter page at Fantasy HR on Tap. Also, go follow the main page at ONTAP Sportsnet. I would like to introduce to you, it's been a long time coming, I have Pat Bodeway here. It's probably been since, uh, I would say, before the season last year that we had you on uh, yeah. majorly for this show. But I'm excited to have you back. Make sure, everybody, you go over to Twitter and follow him at Pat Bodeway. Man, it's not P-Bodes anymore. It's upsetting. No, it's not. <laughs> I, you know, I went and looked at it before the show, man, and I was like, oh, he got at Pat Bodeway? That's <laughs> it wasn't taken before, but you know what? I'm going to kick it over to you for a minute, and you can fill in all of our listeners as to where you've been, what's been going on. I mean, obviously, you've been on the site. You've been you know, doing our starts and sits. You're still around in the fantasy realm a bit and bear stuff and everything else under the sun over there. Well, I appreciate the welcome, man. It's glad to I'm I'm real glad to be back. It's been far too long. And for those of you who haven't heard me before or maybe in a long time, uh, you know, just a little little catch up uh, over the last year. Uh, we had our first child, which, uh, you know, took all my time away um, and it's worth it. But, um, you know, I just got busy and couldn't be on the show. And uh, we finally got a rhythm going now and we have some time to to get everything going. So, uh, I'm back and I'm excited, man. Um, and I have a, a, a little, uh, just a little quick nugget I wanted to share with you. Um, so before I ask you how you did in week one, um, I have to tell you that, uh, I went two and zero, and, uh, I'm in two leagues. I went two and zero, and I'm happy because I almost went one and one. And let me tell you why oh, I made a trade. I made a trade with a, a friend of mine, James. We traded uh, Jarvis Landry to me for Jerry Judy. And I won by one point. And Jerry Judy dropped a pass at the end of the Broncos game, which gave me the win. Man, was he mad when he texted me. But it was awesome. And I was happy. So it's a good start to the season, buddy. How you doing? Not great. Not great at all. <laughs> um Real bad week, you know, be 100% honest. I went one in four. Um, yeah, not good. So uh, I also didn't do great. I won't lie this week in uh, DFS. Um, but, you know, that was just, it was the nature of the beast, man. I just, everything hit, you know, the negative that week. And then, you know, you know the best part of it, you know, a lot of people around here know uh, we're Bears fans. So at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me was the Bears winning. But uh, I got to get back on track. Uh, you know, this week, I lost very handily. The only one I won in, and this is kind of sad, the only league I won in was a close buddy of mine's eight-man league. And that's the stacked only one. Teams. Yeah, stacked teams, you know, high-scoring games. Um, you know, in our league, I have a good team. It just it didn't pan out uh, this, this last week. The biggest kicker for me is I have Minnesota's defense in a lot, and that kind of bit me in mm. the proverbial ass. I will say yeah. uh, they got they negative. Give up like 500, 500 yards of offense. Something. Yeah, and 40 something points. Yeah, it was, was bad. negatives across the board, but it's OK. I'm going to rebound. Um, you know, I think I got a good week ahead with all of them. So I'm going to get back on track. I'm going to go four and this week. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say it now. I'm going four and this week and I ain't even worried. But 
Let's go over some news and notes around the league. We have a lot of injuries, even just in week one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just out, yeah, just out the gate, man, so far. um, Julio Jones was questionable today uh, due to a hamstring injury uh, in in practice today. So you got to monitor that one. That's a big one. Um, Speaking of wide receivers, we will say Michael Thomas looks to be out for a few weeks. I don't think there's officially been any word on if they put him on IR yet. But I know last I last I checked, no, I didn't see anything. Yeah. Um, but speaking of IR, there is the news of Marlon Mack going on IR, which opens the backfield out there truly in Indianapolis. Uh, that is not the way a lot of people really wanted to see the potential of Jonathan Taylor to get the job, but it's there. Um, so it's in front of him. Uh, what other big injuries did we have um, this week there, Pat? I'm trying to uh, one of the here. ones oh. I saw uh, actually just a little bit ago that I hadn't heard before was uh, Corey Davis and AJ Brown were both questionable right now. And it, it looks like Brown's going to be fine, but Davis might, uh, might miss a game. Uh, I'm trying to find what it was for. Um, bear with me for a second. Um, it says it was a hamstring injury. Um, he did not practice today. Uh, today's Wednesday. Um, but uh, who knows if he'll be back tomorrow or Friday. So I guess we'll just keep an eye on that. But if Corey Davis is out, uh, A.J. Brown in for a huge workload. Yeah, and he did already, you know, he's he's taken over that job, that number one job pretty handily out there in Tennessee. Uh, two more I'm seeing, obviously, is to keep your eyes peeled on the Cortland Sutton news. Uh, he's questionable, but he was limited in practice today. The other one is Philip Lindsay for the Broncos as well. Um, he's day to day with a toe injury, which uh, you know is only good news for Mr. Melvin Gordon over there. Mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay still did not practice Wednesday with a hamstring injury for Detroit, so that's pretty big to watch out there because that one came out of nowhere. That was just yeah. that was right before the uh, the season started. Uh, Duke Johnson for the Texans. Um, He's questionable, but he participated a little bit in practice on Wednesday here. Uh, man, there's Jack Doyle questionable. I mean, you're, you're going to have questionables all over. But like we said, the biggest ones are, you know, your Marlon Mack, your Michael Thomas. And just keep an eye on that Julio. If Julio's out, man, oh, my God. Oof. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley all day. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but. It's going to be interesting to see where to go uh, with Michael Thomas out. They're going to have to rely on their tight ends and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I guess, right? Yeah, and another uh, another note that I didn't hear about uh, uh, earlier is uh, uh, Chris Godwin did not practice today. Uh, oh, that, that yes, he got put into concussion protocol yeah. via the league, actually. So something wow. caught eye from Sunday that they originally didn't, um, you know, catch during the game or something. Uh, Golden Tate's questionable with another hamstring limited practice. I'm just scrolling through, man. There, there's injuries all over. Jeffrey's yeah. still limited. It's to Dude. be expected with this odd season we're having with so many or so little practices and everything. Yeah, and another. Oh, I didn't even mention the big one. Uh, we got George Kittle, who it actually they came out today and said he they do not expect him to practice at all this week for San Francisco but they do expect him to be ready for the game time. So keep your eye on Kittle because that's that's a scary thing because with him not practicing at all, I don't know if I'm trusting that one at all. Yeah. <laughs> really. I, I would question that one too. 
do. I mean, I mean, the 49ers aren't really known for their passing game anyway, but he is the main focal point of that passing game when it's when it's, you know, rocking. So that's a big one. It's nice to see. Uh, did Debo go on IR or was he? I can't remember now all of a sudden Debo. Uh, I want to say they did. Yeah. Okay, because he's not on the report, but no, I mean, this is just from today. But moving forward, we are going to get right into the league crawl for the week. We got a full 16-game slate. The week starts off with the Bengals versus the Browns, as you said it prior to me hitting the record button, buddy. We got the Battle of Ohio in front of us. So it is going to be interesting. Uh, You got the Bengals versus Browns right off the hit, man. Are the Bengals going to finally get this offense really rolling? They were a little sluggish in week one. For the Browns, what's going on with Odell? Uh, That's a good question. <laughs> you That's keep, a real good question. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville versus the Titans is the next game. Surprise of week one was Jackson or was Jacksonville pulling out that big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee seems to still be clicking from last season, relying on Derrick Henry. Uh, next game on the slate, we got Panthers versus Buccaneers. Woo, uh, rough, rough week one for the Buccaneers fans. But they will be going against the Panthers here. You know, it seems as if Robbie Anderson is a true threat for them. Does that really kind of maybe take uh, good old, um, drawing a blank on his name, I know he's out, oh, DJ Moore. Does that mean DJ Moore is not the, the favorite for uh, Teddy Bridgewater for the Buccaneers? Where are they going to go if those two receivers miss any portion of the game? Is it Scotty Miller time? We'll find out. Next game is the Broncos versus the Steelers. I think that's actually going to be a very good one. Mm-hmm. The Broncos actually looked a lot better than I expected Drew Locke to look. He was throwing the ball all over the place. They will be probably short in the backfield. They'll have to rely on Melvin Gordon quite a bit. You've got the Steelers, who are always just all over the place. It looks like James Connors questionable. Are they going to rely on Benny Snell like they did in week one? Juju's, you know, got some question marks. So we'll see what their uh, passing game looks like for that one. Rams versus Eagles, probably going to be a bloodbath for the Rams attacking that poor, poor Eagles offensive line. But can the Eagles find some momentum maybe getting Miles Sanders back this week. 49ers versus Jets. Uh, 49ers will probably just run it all day. But can the 49ers find any rhythm passing the ball with or without George Kittle there? And the Jets, I didn't even, we didn't even mention this in, in the injuries. Uh, Lev Bell is out, so they are going to have mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Good old oh, the undead of Frank Gore or uh, Peen Ryan over there for uh, the Jets. <laughs> But they have a lot of options at passing, but we'll see if they can get that offense rolling through the air. Bills versus Dolphins is the next one on the slate. The Bills, man, they got a passing game galore out there. Uh, But they also got the good, you know, running back core in Zach Moss and uh, Devin Singletary. Question will be, what's going on with the Dolphins? Because everybody was talking about Jordan Howard and... uh, I always forget the other running back's name. He came from the 49ers, Pat. Help me here. Oh, um, oh God, you put me on the spot. <laughs> now I'm drawing a blank, too. <laughs> oh, man, I can't remember his name. I, I feel... you, you totally got me on a blank right now. I'm going to pull it up. Don't worry. I got this. I got this. I'll make this one quick here, everybody. 
Matt Breida. Matt Breida, yeah. You know, everybody thought it was going to be Matt Breida and or Jordan Howard, and it was neither last week. But they still have a solid passing game uh, with Fitzmagic. But is his time going to be limited if this team doesn't start pulling off some wins? Are we going to see the tank for Tua, you know, actually come a reality? And actually, is he going to get on the field here soon? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably very soon. Yep. Uh, Vikings versus the Colts. Disappointment in Indianapolis, but I'm not surprised. It's Phillip Rivers. Um, but the Vikings got absolutely shellacked against the good old Packers this last week. But they still have Adam Thielen, who catches everything. They still have Dalvin Cook. They'll be all right. Uh, I don't think there's too many questions going into they, that game. But it will be, you know, can they find a second passing option in maybe Justin Jefferson? And can the Colts just really get rolling, man, with, you know, a different backfield now that Mac is going to be out for the season? Will we see the rookie actually finally run wild? For the next slate of games, I'm going to kick it over to you, Pat. Uh, so we got the Lions and the Packers. That's going to be a total dismantling of the Lions defense. The Packers are going to explode all over them. Uh, who knows? If it's going to be heavy doses of Devontae Adams or, you know, grounded pound running game with Aaron Jones, maybe a little bit of both, maybe another 50 point game. We don't know. Uh, then you got the Falcons and the Cowboys. Um, I like Todd Gurley in this game. Um, and I also like Ezekiel Elliott, too. Uh, big disappointing loss for the Cowboys. And I have a feeling they're going to get back on track. I see the Cowboys taking that one, but heavy running game in that one. Uh, the Giants and our beloved Bears. I see people on Twitter saying, should I pick up Mitch Trubisky? And no, you should not. Almost all of his numbers came against Detroit in the fourth quarter. Don't do it. Stay away from him. And as for Saquon Barkley, I'm not sold on him right now. I'm glad I dodged him in the draft and went with Zeke for my personal family, but my, my uh, family team. I don't mean to cut you off just real quick. Yeah. I know this is a hot second here, but like, what did I say? What did I say about that guy? I said... From the start, I'm going Zeke number two. Yep. I don't care about Saquon. I said it because of injuries, but I just – sorry. Go ahead. Continue You're right, on. though. It, it, the Giants' offensive line is shaky. I mean, he had, what, six total rushing yards? I mean, yeah, he caught some passes, and he had, you know, a decent amount of yards there. I forget how much he had, but the, the Giants, they're a mess right now. So I'm not playing anybody from the Giants right now. Uh, you got the Washington football team versus the Cardinals. This is a fun game for me. Washington's – uh, defense was very interesting last week. They had eight sacks and you're going up against this Cardinals offense with Kyler Murray, Deandre Hopkins, who I think is the number one wide receiver in the league. Uh, and then you got Kenyon Drake, who kind of could be a surprise this week. We don't really know. Um, chiefs and chargers. Everybody on the chiefs play them. Go ahead and play them. It's going to be, a, it's going to be points galore. I mean, you name it, they're going to score it. Um, uh, and then you got Ravens and Texans. I feel so sorry for my wife because her Texans, they had a hard two weeks uh, to start out this season. And uh, this one's going to be bad. The te the Ravens are going to get out to a real hot start. They could easily be 14 nothing in the first couple of minutes, you know. And uh, I could definitely see Deshaun Watson having a big game because they're going to be playing from behind. So the air attack's going to be all over the place. But it's going to be tough for to trust uh, – like Duke Johnson or David Johnson. Um, not really trusting Ingram right now because the Ravens uh, running or passing game is so hot. Uh, then you're going to go to Sunday night football with the Patriots and 
the Seahawks. This is a very intriguing matchup. You got Cam Newton for the Patriots, totally revitalized offense. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I mean, he's just doing what he does. He's an amazing quarterback. This one's going to be high points. Um, could be some rushing touchdowns in that one. Maybe, you know, we don't know some quarterbacks that like to run a little bit. And Monday night football is actually really interesting for me. Uh, in the starts and sits article at on tapsportsnet.com, uh, just went up a little bit ago. I really like Henry Ruggs in this game. Um, he was one yard away from catching a big touchdown. I think it was 40 some yards. Um, I think that he is their, their main speedy deep threat. And, uh, I think he gets going in this one. Um, the Saints are a really good team. They're going to be very tough for the Raiders to take out, but the Raiders get down early. It's just going to be throw, throw, throw. The Saints are going to be focused on taking Josh Jacobs out of it. So look for Henry Ruggs to have a big game. All right, all right. So, yeah, with all those points, you know, just stay clear. Keep your eyes peeled on what's going on uh, in all these games. You know, I, I like that call. I think Henry Ruggs is due for one soon, but we'll uh, we'll find out. If that's this week or not, buddy, you know, the Saints are going to be without Michael Thomas, it looks like. So, yeah, they're going to have to rely on some different different pieces. I think that's going to be a healthy dose of good old fashioned Jared Cook. <laughs> but we'll roll right into the next segment. Um, I'll start off here with a segment we like to call breakout or kicked out. Right. It is basically, you know, a player that you like that's not maybe on the radar right away and player that you don't like, that's kind of near that top. I'll admit I said last week, I didn't like Kyler Murray in that matchup. And uh, yeah, I'll eat crow. I will eat crow on that. <laughs> it, you know, it happens though, man. Uh, you can't always be right. It's true. Uh, you know, stuff happens all the time in, in football, but so this week we have some intriguing um, games. So I think one player, man, I'm trying to think at quarterback, who I really like, that's probably not. Let me see. I got to pull up. Um, actually, no, I'm not going to even go there. Let's see. What do we got? I mean, to me, I would go right off the bat. I, I know he's always consistent, but I'm going to go Dak Prescott this week against the Falcons. Obviously, the Cowboys will be at home. I just really like Dak. He's always consistent. He still had a good week last week. Mm-hmm. Falcons always let up a bunch of points. Uh, for me... A quarterback that I don't like this week um, that's near the top. I I don't know if he's actually technically at the top, but I don't like Roethlisberger this week for some reason. I think the Broncos defense isn't bad, but I'm not. I mean, they're better than you think they are. Even without Von Miller, they're, they're still pretty solid. Um, at running back this week, I'm going to just instantly kick out anyone that is in a black and purple uniform. (laughs) I don't trust anything. Um, Or you can even take that one and and say the Patriots too, because I don't want anything to do with any of their running backs. Uh, Running back. Interesting how that changed. Sorry to cut you off, but isn't that interesting how it changed over the years? It has, because I actually was having that conversation with somebody at work today. And I was like, wow, two years ago, it was like James White or Sony Michelle. And then last year it was like, Sony Michelle and then whoever it was or not Sony Michelle it was James White and then whoever they drafted that year I was like you know Sony Michelle was out and then walking into this year it was like yeah none of them I don't want a single one of them and now you add in Cam Newton and it's just a totally different dynamic of a team that's why you don't want anything to do with it because you just yeah. don't know 
Uh, but actually, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna patch on the back here. There's gonna be one running back I do, and this one actually goes to a shout out with our buddy Ron Luce over at On Tap Sportsnet. Um, I am going to go with David Johnson this week for the Texans at running back. I do really like him. Uh, Duke Johnson may or may not miss some time. He may make the game they've said. Um, so that means it's David Johnson show. And I will also repeat, I will eat crow. He looked decent last week. He looked like old David Johnson. He did. I was very surprised by that. Um, wide receiver. Man, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> one also. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Stefan Diggs over in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen has found himself a very good deep threat target. Uh, and then for receivers, I don't like, I'm still probably sticking clear of, you know, anything to do with the giants, you know, the bears, obviously their defense is touch and go. It's going to depend to this week if they get Robert Quinn back. Um, but the giants, they're just, the receiving core is just so sketchy with, you know, Darius Slayton, um, you know, Tate might miss some time. They just don't have a lot of great options and it's Daniel Jones. So I don't know, uh, for tight ends, I'm actually going right off the kick out. I'm kicking out George Kittle this week. I saw that. I've seen this before, man. I've seen this. Oh, well, he's not practicing, but he'll be okay. And then he just doesn't do anything. I'm going to stay clear of that. I don't want anything to do with that this week. Uh, but I do think I really like Hunter Henry this week for the Chargers. Um, it's obviously with a high-scoring matchup with the Chiefs, but they're going to look for him. He was okay last week. I just think that Tyrod either keeps going to him or they make the swap to Herbert sooner rather than later as well. Uh, and then even with, with Herbert in there, he's going to obviously have to look for him. But... I'm going to kick it over to you, Pat. What do you think this week for, uh, you know, some quarterbacks and all that stuff? Well, when it comes to quarterbacks, I'm I'm going to keep riding the hot train and I'm going to keep going with Josh Allen. Um, I've written about him two weeks in a row. I've been and I'm not I'm not even a Bills fan, but the Bills are good. And like you said, he's got Stephon Diggs and uh, he had a nice rushing touchdown last week. So keep playing him. I mean, especially in deeper leagues, you know, if. You don't have like an Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen is not a bad play. So plug him in. And uh, one of the ones I don't like, um, I I hate to say it because I like him, but Garoppolo, hmm. he's just, he, he's not what we thought he was going to be, you know, when we thought he might take over in, uh, in New England after Tom Brady left. So I'm staying away from Jimmy G right now. Running backs that I really like, though, uh, surprisingly, I like Kareem Hunt tomorrow night, Thursday night football. For some reason, I just feel like he's going a little bit more trending, <clears throat> or I should say he's trending a little bit more towards uh, getting the bulk of the carries. And it's not anything against Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had a bad fumble, but I just feel like Kareem Hunt's do. Um, so I like him tomorrow night. Uh, one of the ones I definitely don't like, and I got to contradict you here a little little bit is I actually don't like David Johnson. Um, I'm just not sold on the Texans offense if they have to play from behind. And it's, it's just, it's going to be the Deshaun Watson show if they are behind playing from behind. So we'll see where that goes. Um, wide receivers that I like, um, I have to go with Adam Thielen. 
he's got to be Kirk Cousins' number one target at all costs. And I don't see Cousins straying away from that at all. The wide receivers I don't like, and I hate to say it, um, is Allen Robinson. But if we've been paying attention, uh, you know, in the local Chicago news around here, everything that's been going on with Allen Robinson, <laughs> with the lead and stuff I don't even say Twitter, it's local anymore, and, man. I think yeah, that's, that's kind of national. Yeah, that's, that's it, it, national. It, all of that smoke. It's it's just clouding and distracting, even though Matt Nagy might not say it's distracting. It is. And when you got such a questionable guy like Mitchell Trubisky throwing you the ball inconsistent as hell. I can't trust him. Even if the Giants are a crap team, I don't trust Allen Robinson right now. I wouldn't play him if I had him. So the tight end that I don't like is definitely Rob Gronkowski. I don't know why everybody was so high on him when he came back after being away for a couple of years. Um, I, he's more skinnier now, more athletic, whatever. I'm not buying it. Um, uh, the tight end that I do like, though, is Hayden Hurst uh, for Atlanta. I like Matt Ryan still. I think that Atlanta still has a good team, especially if Julio... Uh, misses a game with potential injuries. I think Hurst might have a uh, a big game here, so I like him. You know, walking into the season, Pat, I really liked Hayden Hurst too. I thought that was a fantastic move by Atlanta to move on from Austin Hooper and go right into getting Hayden Hurst, who was a was he a second round draft pick just a year ago um, for Baltimore. You know, even though he didn't pan out in Baltimore, you know, obviously Mark Andrews was picked after him. Um, in the actual draft and, you know, he's outproduced him, but I think it's a good move for Atlanta. I do really like, I just like Hayden Hurst all around this season and especially in that offense. I, they just pass the ball all, all over the mm-hmm. place. Yeah. You know, they will be, they will never be truly out of a game. Uh, thanks to Matt Ryan, even if they're down, they just chuck it all over the field. And look at last week, Calvin Ridley was, what did he have? 25 plus points in PPR leagues and stuff like that. I just didn't even see that coming. I was like, oh, man, why why does that always happen? You know, Julio even didn't even do that. You know, he was 20, but it was still high. Um, but, yeah, I mean, lots of lots of interesting matchups this week. I do like your Thielen call. He, they don't, like I said, Minnesota doesn't have much. So they're still building what they have on the offense with the, the trade of Stephon Diggs in the offseason. Thielen's still their guy, but they need to find a second option. Um, but let's move into the last segment here, Pat. We're going to do our last call, which is going to be our fan questions or questions in general. Um, I know you had mentioned to me before the show, uh, you have a question that somebody asked you about a trade, right? Uh, I do. Yeah. Um, uh, so my nephew got proposed this trade. He was offered, uh, Todd Gurley for Nick Chubb and, he was originally he has both Chubb and Cream Hunt, and he was originally shopping Cream Hunt, but the guy who proposed the trade didn't want Hunt, so he proposed the trade of Gurley for Chubb. And when he was telling me this, I said, "Man, that's a no-brainer. You take that. If he's proposing Gurley for Chubb, you take that in a heartbeat." What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think you take that in a heartbeat. Um, to me, I would say it's. It's a conversation I would have. I would counter that with, uh, you know, I would take Gurley, but if that person has maybe a wide receiver that's not being, you know, that's not quite there yet. I, I don't know off the top of my head who I could think of, but like a, a lower tier, maybe like an Anthony Miller-esque type player that I think of, you know, your second string wide receiver that could take over. 
Um, if somebody gets hurt or just maybe a rookie that hasn't quite shown up yet, I would probably bargain another piece in there if I could. It's not a bad trade, but I think Chubb will be fine. But I would try to get more. It's kind of actually I had, uh, I had somebody ask me today about a, a trade similar to that. But I always try to get a bargain piece in there where you get a little more value. I don't, I just don't I don't and I don't know if I trust Gurley quite yet either though. That might be my problem. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Gurley has had some some issues in the past with health. You know, we never really knew what was going on with his knee, and he's kind of. I mean, I guess you could say inconsistent because um, he's had some crazy, you know, booming games too. But the Falcons have such a great passing attack too that maybe they don't need to run the ball that much. You know, who knows where that goes? Right, and that's. I think that's part of it. Um, actually, I'm going to I just saw this one and it's a question I'd like to pose to you since uh, it's actually a kind of I've seen it going around a lot. Who do you think is the actual number two receiving threat in Green Bay now? Uh, they had MVS go crazy a little bit and then even Lazard was really good. That's a scary threat if the Packers wide receivers actually hold on to the ball. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be Rogers second option? Who do you I think, think it it's got to be Lazard? Really? It, it, yeah, I do. I mean, MVS has had some really good moments and he's had some big games, but Lazard, uh, he's a quick guy. And I think that he has that ability to create space and get open. And do, it, I, I think Rogers can fit those, you know, real tight windows. Out. Do you think he fits more of the Devante mold, like more stretching the field? I think uh, MVS is more of the big catch guy. Yeah, I, I would, would agree say. that MVS is more of a big catch guy. I just think that it, I mean, didn't he have a real nice catch? I think it was him that had a real nice sideline catch uh, against Minnesota this past week. I'd have to look that up, but I just feel like he can get those he can get those openings where Rodgers can hit him in those small windows. You know, when he extends the play by leaving the pocket. That's what I feel. I feel like they have that kind of connection going on. Yeah. So another question I will pose to you um, that that somebody asked me. Um, on Twitter was, uh, do you think, and, and I, I don't know, I'm not going to jump the gun yet on this. Do you think Scotty Miller for Tampa Bay is a real threat to be a, to actually have a solid season with Tom Brady? Basically they were asking if he's the new, new Julian Edelman, I would say. To be honest with you, I don't really know a whole lot about him. And judging off of what I saw in the Bucks and Saints game, I'm not really that sold on the Buccaneers offense right now. I'm uh, Brady had a bad interception. Yeah, I mean, that was, well, really I don't know bad. if I put, I don't know if I quite put that. I mean, I do, but I don't at the same time put that on my, who was he throwing that one to? Was that Evans where he like stopped on the route? It was so bad. I mean, it was so off the mark and, and I just, I don't know if I trust Brady in a Bucks uniform right now. I think this is, we're finally getting the answer to that old question of, you know, did Brady uh, uh, make Belichick or did Belichick make Brady? And I think we're learning very quickly that Belichick made Brady. And Oh, I'm sending uh, this to Tom. I've been Tom, saying it for years that, Tom's you know, you can mad. call Brady the best quarterback in history, but he's just the most accomplished quarterback in history you take him out of new england it's a whole different ball game and we're seeing that right now so when it comes to scotty miller like i said i don't know a whole lot about him but i don't trust him 
I mean, he had six targets, five receptions, 73 yards. I mean, it's that's good. Pretty, yeah, that's I mean, but they're going to pass a lot. You also have to think they were passing a lot that game due to the fact they were down. But right. I just think I think he fits that. I think people are saying that because he fits that Julian mold, but he's only going to get half. I think he's a good option in a game, you know, is going to be a shootout, I would say, because, you know, he's going to get the targets, especially PPR. If you can get him in a PPR league, I think he's a great option. But when you're talking about like comparing him to Edelman, Edelman was probably averaging, what would you say, anywhere between nine to actually not even I'd say 10 to 15 targets a game. Yeah. On average. Scotty's going to get half of that. Yeah. On on a good day. Especially when Evans and Godwin are healthy. I mean, right. unless they're being double teamed, you know, then then you'll see Miller get an increase of targets, but if Evans and Godwin are both on the field, he's going to be, you know, third or fourth man. Right. I mean, and that's even not including Ronald Jones or when Fournette finally gets a time which I will ask you, do you think we finally get more Leonard Fournette um in Tampa Bay this week? That's an interesting one, and I think so, um, only because of the shakiness of their their passing attack. I think they're going to go a little bit more of a run game here in this one. And, I mean, they're playing the Panthers. The Panthers are what? Ooh. Probably bottom three of the yeah, league. Yeah, they, bottom they, bottom, they were bottom three last year. I don't know where their stats lie this year. I can just look up... Um, you know what they did last week, but I agree. I think they've got to establish the run per se, because with the way they went last week, it was not a pretty sight. Um, well, oh, and they you don't know, really but... have any identity. They're just, yeah. uh, they're just, Oh, we have Tom Brady. Let's give him every single weapon we can spend money on and we'll figure it out later. But they don't really know who they are or what they're going to do. Yeah. So real quick, um, total yards. They had, 93 yards given up to Josh Jacobs. Then they had uh, Devontae Booker got an additional 29. Henry Ruggs rushed for 11. So you're looking at a total of, what, 133, I would say, uh, on rush yards in that game. So, yeah, they've got a. I think they can establish, obviously, last year, and I put this out uh, prior to the season, too. Actually, you know, I think that, they were in the bottom three last year for the Panthers, and they didn't do much to help out that defense, I would say. So they've got to do something. And now that Leonard's been there for technically two weeks, you know, this is the right time to start kind of getting them in there. It's There's not much to it. Just hand off the ball to them, establish the run, open up the pass. Yeah, It's football 101, even though supposedly nowadays football is passed to open up the run, which I don't – I makes my head go like this sometimes. Yeah. People can't see it, but I'm doing like the blown up explosion because <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, that's really not how football works, but I don't know. I just saw an interesting one uh, in one of the fantasy groups on Facebook. Um, and we don't really talk a whole lot about defense because, in my opinion, you get your defenses in and you just play the matchup game. So um, don't but play this... the Vikings against the Packers. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting one to me, though. Um, this guy says do i take the packers defense against the lions or the bears defense against the giants and i would too the only thing is is the bears defense was pretty shaky last week against adrian peterson they let him run all over them and this could could be a bounce back week for saquon barkley i don't think it will but it could and 
the Packers defense against the Lions, I mean, this game between Green Bay and Detroit, it's going to be a bloodbath. I, De- but Detroit, that's why I don't that's why I don't go with the the Packers defense, because if it's a bloodbath and it's anything like last week, I don't know. They're probably going to break even to be 100 percent with you. One's going to have like five and one's going to have like four. But when you give up all those points and especially when you're playing, here's the reason I say this. The reason I say this is I trust Matthew Stafford to get the ball to the end zone more than I'm going to trust Daniel Jones to have to have a late minute or like a late game comeback and score a bunch of points. That's a good point. Yeah. And I think that's where I stand with it. Um, I also think, like I said, if Robert Quinn's back, your pass rush is better this Mm -hmm. week for the bears. And I, you know, you're going to have to establish that game. Plus, you know, I'd have to look at the betting here, but I'm sure the over under is lower for the bears giants game than your over under is for the Packers lions. And I want to, and I want to go for the defense that I know isn't going to get that many points scored on them. That's a good point. And that that would be the Bears. And I honestly, I, this is the Homer in me, but after seeing a lot of stuff, I, I don't think this defense is getting scored unless it's Saquon. They're not, they're the passing is going to be irrelevant because Jalen Johnson should never have been drafted in the second round. And I will put that on record. I, I think the bigger question here is why does this guy have two defenses in week two of the season? <laughs> uh, they must have a super, super deep league. Yeah. Yeah. You can carry a bunch of players because <laughs> I know now that I look back on it, I'm like, man, I really screwed up and I should have realized that the Vikings were playing the Packers week yeah. one, but you know what? It is what it is. You know, you can't win them all. As we open the show with, I went one and four and I'm going four and oh, I believe it. I believe it this week, Pat. I think I'm going to do it. I think I will. I think I will. I'll post that. I'll post that little, like, you know, Thomas, uh, you know, the train. Think I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I don't know. You believe in yourself. <laughs> I know. Right? It is what it is. But uh, do you have any final uh, questions or comments here no. for our last call of this episode? Week two of the season. And I got my buddy. Mr. Peabody's back. I'm sorry, Pat Bodeway. That's that's the only ones I got so far. Let's get some more fan questions for uh, for the next episode, though. I'm looking Absolutely. forward to answering some of them. So if you're looking for your fan questions for next week, for week three, or questions from the prior week, guys, make sure you go to Twitter and follow all the following pages, which would be at FantasyHR on tap, at ONTAP Sportsnet. You can follow me at Premier Amp, or you can follow my buddy here, at Pat Bodeway, the OG name, man. But I love it. You know, it's a great time this week. Let's get into week two. As we said earlier, it is technically Wednesday night. We are probably 24 hours. At this point, we'll be halfway through the game or towards the end of that Thursday night game. But good luck to everybody this week. And stay safe. Be good. Don't forget to set those lineups. Good luck this week, everybody. Happy fantasy. Happy fantasy.